Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Well, for our health talk today, we are looking at abscess and boils. We all know how uncomfortable these can be. And we're in conversation with Dr. Badarashil Modi, who is a specialist a family physician at the Joburg Medical Center. And to educate us a little bit more, and I think perhaps the most important thing is going to be the do's and don'ts when one is dealing with an abscess or a boil. Dr. Modi, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Hi, morning, Kathy, and morning to the listeners. I think if we can just begin by mm-hmm. understanding what causes abscess and boils, how do they come about? Because often you just find one there and you're not really sure what has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, boils are very common. You know, I mean, it's something we all live with. Uh, it comes every now and then, pops up and then disappears. So... You know, it's important to understand how to recognize a boil, you know. So remember, a boil is an infection in the skin. So it's a bit of filled with pus. And usually a small boil with the surrounding skin, a bit red, we use a bit of hot compress, and within a day or two, it disappears by itself. Uh, but sometimes it gets quite quite severe and quite uh, red and inflamed and you know we we like to call it angry you know and then you need to come in and uh, it gets some antibiotics so very common is uh, if you're scratching yourself especially skin now the bacteria is called staph aureus and that's the one that gets into the skin especially by the hair follicle and many times the this bacteria resides in the nose and armpits and groin area. So when people scratch the nose, the bacteria sits on their nails, they scratch the skin on their face on the leg, and then they transfer the bacteria. And now the bacteria gets into a hair follicle and then you get a boil. So so that's that's in a nutshell on a very simple level. Right? Are there are there any specific um, you know treatments for for boils? Again, like are you supposed to be able to watch in terms of when you can actually just pop it, which is what most people do? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if it's a small boil and it just once in a blue moon, yes, you just pop it in a bit of pus drains until the pus doesn't come out. You're not going to get better, so you have to drain the pus. Mm. We 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 only get concerned when if it's a bigger boil, then you need antibiotics. And then you need to go and see the doctor and get some antibiotics. Now we get concerned when you start getting recurrent boils. You know, it just doesn't seem to settle. Every month, every two months, three months, mm. the boils keeps appearing. Then we start need, then we start needing to look at now what's what's triggering the boils? Why why is it coming, you know? So is your is it a problem with your immunity? So we worry about HIV, we worry about diabetes. Is it sometimes even iron deficiency anemia can can lead to recurrent uh, boils? You know, so so those are the kind of things we have to start looking for. Uh, and diabetes is also a very very common reason why people get recurrent. And then, as I mentioned earlier, maybe it's just about washing hands, so that 
whenever you're touching your nose or anywhere else where you're catching this bacteria, you don't spread it to the other parts of your body, you know. So especially picking the nose. Mm. We normally give an antiseptic ointment for the nose so that if there's any of the staphylococcus bacteria sitting in the nose, then, then at least you can kill the bacteria and you, it's unlikely to even you're going to spread it again. So you, you have to start worrying about it if it's recurrent and, and big and, uh, you know, all the time. Then, then we have to start looking at why. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And, and, and abscess, what, what is an abscess, doctor? Abscess and the boil are very similar. Mm. You know, it, it's, a, it's a matter of just the definitions as to what is an abscess. Uh, but it, 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 essentially, it's, it's, a, it's also filled with pus. You know? So, abscess are obviously a bit more deeper than a boil, a bit bigger in, in size. Uh, but it's the same principle. But abscess is not only on the skin. The skin, the boil is only on the skin. But abscess can be in your lymph nodes, can be in the tonsils, it can be anywhere, any part of the body. But it's the same principle. It's an infection, it's localized, and then now that area becomes filled with pus. And the, the bacteria that causes it is the same, staphylococcus, that causes this, the same, same uh, stuff. So it's, it's in terms, sometimes in medical terminology we can get confused. Mm. Bottom line is that you know it's just an infection, localized infection in the skin, and, and again, then you worry yeah. about spreading. You know, mm. yeah. Is it something that you can treat on your own? So if it's small, then hot compress does help, uh, and and usually your body takes care of it itself. It's only when it doesn't settle down or it becomes very big then you need to go to a doctor. Mm. The vast majority, 80% of boils or abscesses just settle down. You know? and, and a bit of washing of the hands, clean compress, a hot compress on the, on the boil, and it will settle down. And, you, and your body's immunity will, will take care of itself. Are there, are there you know, ways in which these infections spread, like, like you were saying earlier? Uh, you know, I hear you on just the, 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 the issue of hand hygiene mm. that can contribute to, uh, you know, the development of, 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 of some of these boils and abscesses. But do they spread? No, it's not contagious in that sense. You know, it's, 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 it spreads within your, on your body. So usually on our skin, we always got bacteria. And then if you get an open wound, then the skin bacteria then infects the, the open wound and then you get an infection. So hand hygiene is important. Yes, if you shake hands with somebody, uh, there's, a, there's a possibility of, of uh, the bacteria on your hand transfers on the other person. But it doesn't mean they're going to get infected and everything. Mm, right? mm, mm, it's, not, mm, it's not contagious. If you take COVID, COVID is something you breathe in. This is not, not like, this is more my contact. So, hand, in fact, COVID has been very good in terms of teaching us hand hygiene, how important hand hygiene is. And especially diarrhea. You know, when a lot of children get diarrhea, a lot of adults get diarrhea, we always start emphasizing hand hygiene. Maybe you picked up some bacteria, you touched something, 
You didn't wash your hands, now you're eating and then you're introducing the bacteria internally. When we talk about the, the, the treatments of abscess and boils, sometimes, of course, we have all sorts of home remedies that we try mm. and use um, to get rid of them. But unfortunately, we find sometimes that it only worsens um, the, the infections that, that we're dealing with. So, so what are the things that we, we should and we shouldn't be doing? Look, home remedies are, are excellent, you know. And, and as I said, sometimes is your body taking um, care of the boil itself. So sometimes you don't even know, is it the home remedy that's working or your body itself is working, mm. you know. And, and we've all grown up with home remedies, you know. And uh, people put uh, rooibos tea bag on the boil and there's all sorts of things. The, the the important point is that it's 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 a warm it's compressed and and then we have to wait and see if your body can take care of it in a day or two fine end of story if it doesn't take care of it you need to time consult you know mm, 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 mm. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. I don't you know I, I'm a big believer in home remedies mm. uh, because things do work. And for every small boil, you know, you don't want to just run off to a doctor. Mm, mm. We have to try uh, the warm compress. Are, are there preferred ointments that 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 you that you suggest or you prescribe, uh, perhaps to to your patients, or not on an, on on official basis, on, as in through yeah. a doctor's prescription? Yeah. But are they preferred ointments that generally you you trust to work? So, for an ointment to work, you've got to have an open wound. Mm. If it's closed, usually a boil is closed. It's like a blister, but full of pus. Then, then the ointment doesn't really penetrate through. And that's why we say that you either, you have to, sometimes if it's big enough, we as doctors, we have to cut open the wound, drain the pus, and then give antibiotics to treat the infection from below. You know, mm. uh, if it's an open wound, then any antiseptic ointment is good. You know, there's so many on the market, from Bactroban to Betadine. There's there's so many that the pharmacies can advise. You know, Fusidin, etc. So if it's open, then then the ointment will work because then it can get into the wound and attack the the bacteria. But if it's closed, then it's very limited function of the ointment. Uh, so that's why we have to open up the boil to drain the pus. Until you don't drain the pus, it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. Now, and, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to encourage people to start popping the boil. I mean, if it's small, yes, we all pop the boil a bit, mm-hmm. or a bit of squeeze the pus out, and then it gets better. But if it gets big, then it's safer to either get a nurse or a doctor to to start helping you. You know, and we don't want to make your condition worse. Is there an easy way of telling uh, whether perhaps, especially if, you, if you're if you suffering from a, a recurring boils and, and abscess, that this is being driven by a medical condition? Sometimes it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get an abscess. Now, a very common thing that we see in practice is is a, in the armpits. We see a, a, a lump very, very painful lump, and it's an abscess that's developing inside the armpit, you know. 
Now, what I've I've noticed is that sometimes some people use the uh, not this, not a deodorant spray, but they use the the dry on the the roll on. Mm. And in some people, what happens? How the roll on works is that it prevents your skin uh, from um, secreting sweat, and that's why it works in the armpit, so that you don't have that offensive smell. All right. But the problem is that if you block the pores, then they become infected inside. And then you get an abscess building up inside. So so you one you have to you have to be careful. Is is someone doing something if you put something very oily on your face or your skin and it doesn't allow your skin to breathe and for the pus to drain, then you're triggering it uh, you're triggering uh, infections in the skin. So those are the kind of common things that we have to start off first. Mm. The, uh, the time we get concerned where underlying issues is when you get recurrent boil. So you get a boil, it settles down, now a month later you get another boil in another place, and it just seems to keep going on and on and nothing seems to be helping. Then we have to look for an underlying issue. So if you want, diabetes is very common. We know the symptoms of diabetes. You know, you start passing a lot of urine, especially at night. You start drinking lots of water. You're very thirsty all the time. You start losing weight. Now you get suspicious. Is there diabetes going on? Mm. HIV is another common immune uh, infection, you know. So that lowers your resistance. And you start getting other kinds of illnesses. You get boils. You get a flu, sinusitis. Often, then you need to say, is there something else underlying? Dr. Badarashil Modi is a specialist family physician at the Joburg Medical Center. Of course, I'll be taking your questions for him on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 on Twitter. It's at SFM Radio, the hashtag SFM uh, Talking Point. Is there a particular question you want to ask Dr. Modi about boils, abscess and their treatment? He'll be taking those questions after the latest 11.13 news headlines. We continue the conversation on the talking point, our health talk today. We're focusing on abscess and boils. Dr. Badarashil Modi is a specialist a family physician and he, of course, is leading us uh, through the conversation for today. Uh, so, Dr. Modi, already have uh, a question for you. I'm going to play it for you on the WhatsApp line and then you can just respond after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good morning, Kete and the doctor. There is Pumba from Eastern Cape. Kete, I've got this uh, recurring problem of abscesses. I kept on going to my GP, and each time we kept on changing uh, antibiotics, but they keep on coming back after about two or three months or so, until he did a batch of tests for me and sent it to the lab. The only thing that came back positive was... Um, that my uh, blood cholesterol was high, of which I began to take Simstaff and tablets for that. But they keep on coming back. Is there any relation between the levels of cholesterol and these recurring abscesses? Thank you. Dr. Modi? Mm. 
Hi, Kevin. No, there, there's no relationship between the high cholesterol and the recurring boils. I mean, it's an incidental finding. So if, if the doctor has changed antibiotics, he's sent to the lab to say, is it, is it the staphylococcus bacteria, which antibiotics will work? And, and I'm assuming from the blood test, there's no diabetes in HIV. Then one has to look at uh, using an ointment in the nose because that's where some of the bacteria uh, reside. And one sometimes unconsciously scratches the nose and then scratches the skin uh, and see what what is causing, if that is transferring the, the bacteria. Mm. Another another reason is that, you know, some people have very dry skin and then scratch the skin a lot. And sometimes you scratch it so vigorously that you actually open up the skin and now you transfer infection into the and then you get uh, recurrent, uh, you get a boil, you get an infection there. So I would, I would suggest that you need to go back to the doctor and say, what about treating the nose and looking at other other underlying skin conditions, itchiness, etc. When you talk about an ointment um, for the nose, Dr. Modi, is it like mm-hmm. a na- like these uh, nasal sprays, over-the-counter type nasal sprays, or is it something else uh, completely different there? No, 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 not over-the-counter nasal spray. You're talking mm. about a septic ointment. Uh, uh, sorry, Dr. Modi, it sounds like you've shifted a bit there. I'm not hearing you oh, clearly. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's much sorry. better. Much better, yeah. So, so we use something like Bectroben, it's an antiseptic ointment, okay, okay. so not not the nasal spray. The nasal spray is a completely different medication, okay. so that that won't help. So you need you need a, and usually the pharmacists are quite good. They 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 are aware of which which ointment will work. But the Bactroban and those type of uh, ointments are are excellent. Okay, and it's available just over the counter. Uh, I think so, but I'm not sure. They, recently, this, this, these ointments have been changed. Before it was on prescription, but uh, recently they've been downgraded to over-the-counter, so we need to check with the pharmacist. Mm, okay. Glovo in Durban uh, says, uh, Afternoon, Kath, I used to, use, I used to have uh, small boils that could... Um, wait, okay, I used to have small boils, but I stopped using the lotion, and it stopped sometimes. But when I sweat, um, they they seem to come back. Yeah. So so remember, if you're sweating, and if you're using lotion, then you're blocking the sweat. Now, and you block the sweat, then the sweat stays under the skin, and then you, it becomes infected and becomes a boil. Mm. Uh, and also, lots of people, if I, if I just think about uh, gyms, so a lot of people go to gyms and they, and they use uh, the nylon tights, etc., and they sweat a lot. And, and your clothing doesn't allow your skin to breathe. And then now you're causing an ideal environment for, for the ball to, to recur, you know, and, and the bacteria to flourish in that kind of environment. Mm. So even thick ointments, especially face, it triggers of acne, uh, so you, you know, especially like uh, sunblock. Sunblock is very thick, so you need a sunblock to protect you against the sun. But then it's also it's a very thick layer on the skin and, uh, and blocks the skin pores. So you sometimes you can't win, you know.
Mm-hmm. You have to you have to have a balance and see which ointment and cream works best for your skin. Yeah? Mm. And, and in as far as oily skin is concerned, and you know the triggering that you have spoken about mm. uh, around acne. I, I mean, would you treat those the way that you you would, let's say, a boil with a hot compress? Will it make things better? Yeah. So, so if you if you remember. One of the treatments of acne is a topical uh, lotion, and usually this like benzoyl peroxide. And usually the way this this topical lotion works is that you dry the skin. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is that you're removing the layer that's sitting on the skin that's blocking the pores. So by drying the skin, you're allowing the your skin pores to breathe, and then it drains out all the sweat and oil oil from your skin. Yeah. Now. Uh, so, so that, and, and it's a very, it's a different bacteria. It's a different bacteria that affects uh, on the face, but the principle is very similar. You know, you uh, you got to clean the, make sure the face is a bit dry so that it drains, and then we can either use an antibiotic or we use some of this uh, acne treatment like uh, orotain, etc., to to almost. I'm trying to use simple words, almost to try and clean and, and kill the bacteria from the inside of the skin. Mm. So you so you are attacking acne from outside as well as inside. Okay. So if it's mild acne, then outside try benzoyl peroxide kind of uh, ointment and lotions are good enough. And if it's severe, then you need both. We're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Modi. We're talking about abscess and boils and treatment, you know, advice on uh, treatment in terms of what one can do, especially when you find that you are suffering from uh, recurring boils and abscess. I'll take your calls uh, for Dr. Modi on 011-714-2006. On the WhatsApp line, you can send those messages to 614 Hello, SAFM. I just want to ask the doctor for. Um, I have a big boil on my neck. It's massive on my neck. It's not that painful, but I'm wondering where does it come from? I sweat a lot, and I do have. Uh, I have hernia, and I have uh, anemia. Is it caused by the same thing or what? Doctor Modi. Yeah, Kathy, you know, anemia is definitely one of the causes of boils. And in this gentleman's case, he's sweating and he's got anemia. So he's got two definite possible causes that that could be triggering off the the boils in the neck. Uh, You know, and and also, obviously, it doesn't mean that these are the only causes. I mean, if it's a very big one, then he has to have his checkout. Uh, by his own doctor, GP, and see, is there any other triggers and other issues going on? Uh, because it's unusual just to get a very large boil on the neck, abscess on the neck. You know, you wa- you worry that is there something underlying uh, that is draining from. Mm, mm. But anemia definitely and, and sweating definitely can cause boils. Okay. 
Um, Dr. Moody, I've got uh, a question here. It says, uh, I was diagnosed HIV positive in 2003, uh, but I started on ARVs in 2009. I usually get abscess uh, behind my ears. And um, the listener also talks about having painful glands on the genital area and pelvic area, uh, especially after they get aroused. So, uh, without knowing full details, I mean, we assume uh, if you're on ARV medication, then your viral load is suppressed and your CD4 is high. And if your CD4 is high, then then that shouldn't cause the, the boils. There's something else that's, that's triggering that. Now, you, 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 if you've got groin glands, then you, you have to get checked out to say, is there is an STI involved? Mm-hmm. Is there another reason? Um, you know, the problem with the glands in the groin is that if you've got a abscess or boil in the leg, remember they drain to the groin. So your glands in the groin can, can swell up. Uh, your lymph nodes in the groin, they can swell up and be a bit painful. But the cause is not in the groin, but the cause is in the leg. So, you know, you have to have a holistic look as to see what, what exactly is going on. Is it just a simple thing from the groin or is it something else referred from the uh, bottom of the leg? You know? so, so then what would you advise this person to do? Well, it, it sounds like this person sounds like there's a recurrent issue. It's, it's persistent. Mm. It's not going away. And if it's persistent, then you need to under, find out what's the cause, underlying cause. What's going on underlying? Is there something going on that, that needs to be? So he needs to have an assessment. Okay, okay. So the recommendation there is that he should just mm. uh, go to a, a physician, be, go to a doctor. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, let me go to Chris. You're calling us from Bloom. Good morning, Chris. Hi there, Kathy. Hello. Um, thank you for uh, this um, opportunity, and thanks to the doctor. I just wanted to ask... Um, in terms of boils, and uh, just kind of use my uh, wise example, she recently gave uh, birth um, via C-section, and then she um, developed um, an abscess, we thought. And so her, uh, part of her private part, I think it's okay to talk about it now, um, her, uh, started swelling or infecting. And the doctor thought that there, it was an abscess, so uh, they did a second uh, procedure to drain uh, the possible abscess and then found out that no abscess came out. There was no fluid or blood that, that came out. But then the problem persisted, so she still has a swelling, um, and we, she, the doctors put her on antibiotics and all of uh, that sort of stuff, but it just seems like the the swelling is persisting. So we tried to get the bottom at the bottom of this, and we've consulted almost about six doctors, and everybody says, "Look, it's fine," but the swelling just doesn't uh, go down. And mm. so I'm wondering if there is an underlying issue that all these doctors have missed, mm. um, and perhaps there's something else we need to look into and um, uh, also just to mention the the area is quite hard so it's not passive mm. 
Mm. Um, and I think that's also perhaps an indicator of something else. So I just I'll listen on the radio. Just kind of thoughts from the doctor mm-hmm. on what he thinks is happening, um, if it is in his area of expertise. And, Thanks. and Chris, just before you go, uh, because Dr. Modi earlier when, when talking about underlying conditions uh, raised the issue of, of blood tests. Did you, have you guys had any blood work done there? Yeah, we've. so every doctor that we've seen, they mm. do you know their blood tests. And every time they come back and they say, look, the blood tests show nothing. Um so, yeah. so that's why it's it's been concerning in a sense mm. that you know every doctor has picked up nothing in her blood, uh, but the situation does not uh, you know get Change. better. Yeah. All um, right. Let me let me then bring in Dr. Modi yes. to to try and respond. Dr. Modi. Yeah, this is the this is a very interesting case. You know, if six doctors have have a look at it and you open up and there's no pus training. But they have done, there's no underlying issue, and it's hard. And sometimes it's just a lump that's a bit, we call it indurated lump, and we don't do anything about it. It's, it's not nothing serious. So when a doctor says there's nothing in the blood, they're saying that, well, they're not finding anything, any abnormalities that we must panic about. So then that means that you've got time to monitor and observe. So my, my advice is that uh, they should stick go into that uh, general practitioner and then just monitor it. And sometimes uh, abscesses that becomes hard take up to a few months before they resolve inside without actually having to do anything. He's, because it's, from this sound, they've had antibiotics, they had blood tests, they had a, a procedure to drain anything. Everything that has needed to be done is done. Now sometimes you just need time. And the best person is to work with a general practitioner to monitor it over time. And, and worse comes to worse, the next step would be to a surgeon to actually go in and excise the lump you know, and, mm. and send, send that off for testing. Mm. Okay. But I wouldn't panic. If everything is normal, I wouldn't panic. You know, I think you just need to have a discussion with the GP and monitor it going forward. To that, yeah, I think the last doctor did tell us that we kind of have to just wait maybe a month or two, mm. and uh, and that was kind of his advice. And but you know, as the situation doesn't sort of ease for her, you know, the pain is there, and um, sometimes mm. it's there, sometimes it's not, and so it's it's quite an, uh, a difficult situation, mm. uncomfortable <laughs> so, situation. Yes, very mm. uncomfortable mm. for her. Um, mm. And I think also the, the other advice was that perhaps we need to see a dermatologist uh, as well. So um, maybe we must sit it out for a month or two and see how it goes and then see that's the it, that's d- it. dermatologist. Yeah. So, sometimes, you know, we we rush and we actually have to wait for our body to to take its time, you know, and, and progress and resolve its issues by itself. Most times the body does resolve it, you know. Sure. Uh, okay. Thank you very much, Kathy. All right, Chris, all the best, eh? Hey? Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, we'll continue the conversation with Dr. Modi after. We continue the conversation on the talking point, our health talk today. We're focusing on abscess and boils. Dr. Badarashil Modi is a specialist family physician at the Joburg Medical Center, and he's answering all of your questions. Let me go to Durban. Scully, good morning. Good morning to you, Kathy, and uh, to Dr. Modi. 
My my ask is, man, I have a um, I have a, a, a abscess that came in 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 my leg in the femur, mm. and that abscess then it it, it burst, and now it's like a sore. And uh, I just want to ask, every time like I I, I uh, when there's matter built up there, like it is a sore now, uh, I I treat it by removing the. I got to remove the the the, the pus that builds up around the, the white pus. Um, that's what it causes the pain. Or, or 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 is there any ointment or some tablet I could take just to ease the pain? There's too much of pain around it. Mm. Please. Can, can can I just ask the abscess where where on the leg is it? Um, on the fuma. At a long time ago, motorbike, uh, in my leg was a fracture leg. Just almost on that spot, it comes. It came. I, I didn't get that. Are you talking about uh, by the ankle? Uh, just about about uh, a few centimeters, quite a little above the ankle. Okay, okay. About um, how? Yes, yes. So those wounds, uh, it's gone. It's gone beyond just an abscess. Those open wounds, you know, it's an open wound, and those those are extremely difficult to treat, and and sometimes can take up to six months to a year before the the skin actually closes and heals. Mm. And okay. one one needs to understand. So you said you had a previous fracture, and maybe that's that's the, the underlying issue. Uh, varicose veins can a long also be Yes, uh, varicose veins, swelling of the legs, uh, you know, hypertension and all of that can cause swelling of the legs, and then you can get a, 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 a wound. So something like that, you actually need to see a wound care uh, nurse uh, over a long period of time, because it's a very specialized way of treating wounds. Uh, just yes, by removing yes. the crust, all you're doing is you're just breaking down the, the healing process and you're not allowing the wound to heal completely and close up from the bottom upwards you know and and uh, you need very specialized dressing and specialized uh, care for that so something like that uh, 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 the wound care nurses are excellent and and i mean that's their speciality so they understand the different kind of uh, approaches one needs in that particular instance you know also elevation of the leg and uh, you, you know sometimes you have to use elastic stockings as well so you don't want swelling around it because when you've got swelling your blood flow is not so great to the wound and if your blood flow is not so great then and it hampers healing so those, those are a number of factors that we have to take into account all right, Scully, okay. I hope that helps you yes. out. Eh? But I have to remove the, 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 the pus out, isn't it, always? No, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. You need you need to have someone to have a look at it and then advise this is the way forward. Difficult okay. to say Thank on the phone you, exactly. Thank you, Doc. All right. All right, Scully. So so the doctor is saying Thank don't you. do Thank it you, yourself. Eh? He's saying don't yes. do it yourself, that you need to just have somebody um, check it out for you because it might be more than just an abscess. Yes. Okay. And, and thank, might, you, you thank, you, thank you, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Doc. Okay. All right. And all right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Kali. Let me go to Kwama Shu Sindisile. Good morning. Yes. Good morning and good day, everyone. 
Yeah, I was saying uh, I used to have these boils uh, that came up like clusters around my tummy. Mm. Uh, I went to the doctor. Uh, the doctor told me one thing. He said, you do not have enough sleep. So your immune system now is low. That is why you have these boils. Mm. So get enough sleep. He gave me tablets for three days just to encourage my sleep. And then he said he's not going to give me any antibiotics. Guess what? I just took those three tablets. I had enough sleep, like he said. Since then, from 2010, I never got a boil ever again. Mm. So maybe people can also try that as well. Give, give yourself enough sleep. We like to socialize, we sleep late, we want to attend to our chores and children and so on. We don't have enough sleep and that can actually cause the boils. And Cindy, yeah. just before you go, um, you know, I hear you on the sleep issue, but did you find that that happened during a stressful time in your life? So so I'm just trying to see if it was lack of sleep induced or also if it, if, if it was stress related at all. It might have been because I was studying. Mm, mm. But then I stopped studying because this thing was actually worrying me. My whole tummy was full of boils. It was one mm. after another, one after another. Mm. And it took some months. I, I couldn't take it any longer until I went to the hospital. You know, I was trying to treat it myself. Then I went to hospital and the doctor said, I'm not giving you any antibiotics. Here are three tablets to encourage your sleep. You go back to sleep again and then you will see the difference. Mm. And I did exactly that. I stopped my studies, yeah. I slept, and mm. never got those boys ever again. So, Kathy, this, this speaks to the point I was making about our immune system. And although I was hopping on diabetes and HIV, but our mm. stressful lives had such an impact on our immune system, you know? And we're rushing, as soon as we wake up in the morning, we're rushing off to work with yeah. the kids that go to school. Mm. We're busy the whole day. We come back in the evening, uh, yeah. supper, etc. So our lives are so hectic. And, and yes. our immunity suffers, you know. Absolutely. And then we start getting all all sorts of illnesses. Not only boils, yeah. we get all sorts of other illnesses as well, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Cindy Sile, okay. I'm glad that you were able to get help. And thanks for sharing your experience. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for for going through. Thank All right. You. All right. I send you out in Kwamashi there. So that's certainly something else to uh, then think about if you are struggling at times with recurring boils and, you know, some of um, the interventions perhaps have not been working. It could be about an issue of, of lack of sleep or stress. You know, how do you reduce the stress in your life? That could well be an underlying factor. Uh, Dr. Modi, I've got more WhatsApp voice notes for you. Uh, I'll just play one and then you'll answer and then we'll get to the next one. Hi, Kathy. This is Anonymous here. I would like to ask the doctor that uh, what can we use to uh, put on on top of the boils because they they come out at the back where I sit always. Thank you, Kathy. Dr. Modi? So, yeah, so again, you see, when he's sitting and he's getting a boil, so we're talking about more around the buttocks. Mm. And and uh, I mentioned earlier that you can use an antiseptic ointment, but also at a buttock area, you have to be very careful. Sometimes these boils may just look a bit small, but they go quite deep inside. 
and become a really, really big abscess, you know, and needs to be drained. So if it's a small antiseptic, you must use it, uh, and it's still not responding, then you need to go for a, a review. Okay. Let me take uh, one more WhatsApp voice note. It could be the one that uh, we have uh, time for. Morning to you, Princess Kathy. Good morning to your distinguished guest. Good morning to all the listeners. You know, I carried a pimple on my buttock for over 10 years. It, it, it never had any pain or any discomfort on it. But eventually when I went to have it removed, underneath my skin, it grew up to a size of, I'll say half the size of a golf ball. When they removed it, they discovered that there was a broken needle of a syringe from an injection that I had taken from a doctor. They, they sent it for testing for cancer, and thank God, it came back negative. Thank you. Have a great day, Chapter 2. Dr. Modi, briefly for me, please. Okay, so it, it, I mean, if the boil doesn't go away, and then you need to have, you need to follow it up, and you need to investigate further to see what what's going on, and uh, maybe open it up, see what's inside. So usually mild boils are fine; they will go away. Bit of antiseptic ointments from the pharmacies, hot compress are fine, but recurrent boils, very big boils, needs to be taken a bit more seriously, and have uh, have it checked out by your GP. I think the last caller summarized it quite well. You know, you have to you have to go and investigate what's going on. Dr. Badarashil Modi, specialist family physician at the Joburg Medical Center. Let me thank you for your time today on our health talk. It's gone midday, so this is where I leave it for uh, today. The update at noon is up next.